Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Welcome, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, owner of Live Explore and co-host, along with my other co-host, Isaiah Chass here today. Isaiah, thanks for joining us as always. Absolutely. Have a really special podcast today. Um, I've been wanting to do this for some time, uh, and uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, Marnie Blanco of Picasso on our podcast today. She's Vice President of uh, Industry Relations. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Always happy to talk about Picasso at any given time. Yeah. So Isaiah and I were like trying to figure out when we heard about Picasso. One of our contractors, our our favorite contractor was working on a home and Picasso uh, uh, approached them somehow and purchased it. And then then that became on our radar. Um, My business partner was invited to a Picasso event at that point to view the home uh, during during one of like the open houses. And then... uh, I know that we were already talking about fractional ownership coming into real estate. We, we've, I feel this model is going to become more and more viable that way, both both in uh, you know the second home market and primary residence as well. And so we started going to to open houses of Picasso, whether in like Napa and Sonoma, and just started talking yeah. more and more. And and I really like the model. So so that's why uh, you know we reached out to you before, but the timing wasn't right. So again, uh, you know, Marnie, we're really happy to have you on now. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're about three years old. So it sounds to me, you actually know us in like the pre-launch stage, which is which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, we launched officially in October of 2020. Okay. And so we're just for three years. Um, but based on what you just told me, yeah, you were definitely working with us before we officially launched um, right you know, right when the pandemic started, actually, which was kind of interesting. Right, right. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, really good timing. Let's let's jump <laughs> into that. So, uh, can you explain the concept of fractional ownership in, in real estate and how Picasso leverages the model for vacation homes? Yes. So we come into to popular vacation markets, markets all over the U.S. We're actually in four countries and forty different markets, um, and we buy second homes and then we turn them into a co-owned second home with up to eight owners per home. So you can buy an eighth, a quarter, or up to a half of a home. And once all the buyers are in the home, then Picasso just moves strictly to a property management role at that point in time. So we take care of the home, you know, soup to nuts, top to bottom. Um, I like to kind of tell people that it's almost like owning a hotel. You have this amazing home that's, you know, designed impeccably, it's upkept, you know, to the to the cleanest standards. It's pristine at all times. You make reservations, you come stay in it, you check out, you don't lift a finger, but you own it. And that's really kind of what the Picasso model is. And so our entire mission is basically to make second homes possible for more people and make them enjoyable for more people. Um, you know, if you've ever looked at a second home, you kind of know, um, I think, you know, I think actually probably everyone has done this, whether you claim it or not, right? You go to Napa, like you said, you were in Napa, or you go to the Colorado mountains, or maybe you go to Cabo, wherever it is. And you're like, God, this is really cool. I love being here. Wouldn't it be cool to own a home here? And then you probably, maybe you get in your car and you start driving around and you're like, Ooh, these homes are expensive. I'm not sure if I can afford all of this home. Or then you start talking yourself out of it because you're like, am I going to be here all the time? Who's going to take care of it? Am I really going to use it all the time? And it's all those kind of what ifs and and challenges that people have thought about when owning a second home stops them from doing it. And so that's really what Picasso has solved for. We come in, um, we make the homes more affordable, obviously, when you're sharing ownership with with 
you know, up to eight other people or seven other people, that makes it more affordable. Um, and then you're not having to take care of it and worry about it all the time because we handle all of that for you. So it's kind of the win-win of, of, you know, coming up with solutions for, for the challenges of second home ownership. Right. No, no, I, I really like the model. I mean, uh, Isaiah and I talk about this quite a bit. Um, you know, we're in California, I think you're out in Colorado. Uh, and, yeah. uh, so, uh, I don't know what your housing inventory is out there, but we have a huge need for housing here. We just haven't built enough homes. And I, and I feel like you're caught up in that argument. We talk about this, but like if, if Picasso came through a fractional ownership came through like 15 years ago before Airbnb and things like that, I think like everyone would totally fully embrace it because it just makes so much sense. And like, you know, like you're talking about, like those people that just want to come up here periodically, here's an opportunity. And really how they did it before was like, okay, we're going to do it, but then we have to rent it out for, for the remainder of the year. And so here you exactly. have like so many people coming up and buying vacation rentals and then turning and renting it out to make it feasible for them when these people could buy into a Picasso home. And I just think that like that would, you know, we have the, the Airbnb model already here. Right. But if Picasso yeah. was here before, I just think it would be totally embraced. It makes so much sense. And that's why I hope people like kind of reevaluate it that way. So, yeah, you hit the nail on the head too, because what we find with our owners is a lot of them, of course, would love the investment portion of being able to rent out their Picasso. We actually do not allow our owners to rent their Picassos. Um, because the majority of our owners don't necessarily want that. They want to have a home that, you know, only has up to eight owners. It's controlled. They know that it's always going to be taken care of. They're not worried about who's going to be in it, you know, 50 weeks out of the year when the two, you know, that they're they're not using it. Um, and most people in a second home, you know, they sit empty 90% of the time. Exactly. You know, it's only maybe four, five, six weeks a year people use their second home. Um, so our model, exactly what you said, it's, uh, you know, it's more sustainable. It's better for the communities because these homes aren't sitting empty um, and it's better for the owners too. So they don't feel like they have to go have a lot of strangers coming in and, and out of the home. Um, it's controlled and it's an, you know, it's an experience and environment that that's good for them. Yeah. I don't mean to veer off too much, but you know, if, if I was, if I had the option of having an Airbnb or a Picasso home next to me, I would take the Picasso any day because you're going to have, All day. yeah, right. Like they have a vested interest in the home. You're not going to have that rental that throws that crazy party because they, they don't want to mess up the neighborhood that way. So again, like, I don't mean to veer off too much, but it just like looking through this and it, like, it just, it makes sense to me. So, well, I think that's one of the things that separates Picasso Absolutely. so much as well is that rather than a timeshare or like you said, even a, a hotel, even if you somehow had a way to stay in a hotel, you know, for six weeks out of the year with Picasso, you have that ownership stake within mm -hmm. the, uh, the home. And I, I think anyone that has some sort of equity stake in something is going to have a lot more care for it over their life. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And especially real estate, right? Even though we don't allow our owners to, to rent their homes, um, you know, it's still an investment for them and they get, you know, they have equity right. that grows with right. home on average right now, our owners are seeing 10 to 15% return when they decide to, to sell their Picasso. So it's, it gives, you know, not only a good experience for friends and family and having a, you know, a second home, it's also, you know, equity in real estate. And that's, you know, everybody loves that. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. On that note, can you go into a little bit about what sets Picasso apart from, um, like I said, traditional timeshares, but also other real estate investment models? Absolutely. And that's always one of the number one questions we get when we start saying a little bit like, if you ever ask the question, have you heard of Picasso? And people say no. And then you give them the little, you know, 30 second blurb. They're like, oh, it's a timeshare. And you're like, no, 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 that's a naughty T word. We don't say that word. 
Um, because the big difference between timeshare and co-ownership is timeshare, you're leasing the time, right? And you don't necessarily have ownership. It's not something you can sell easily, right? They always say hard, you know, easy to get in, hard to get out. Um, and really with the co-ownership and the Picasso model, it is true real estate ownership. So you get that equity, you get that upside, um, and you get the experience of using it on a flexible schedule. And that's the other really big difference. You know, typically you go into a timeshare and you are locked into, you know, week seven, week 20 and week 32. Um, with Picasso, much more flexible, you schedule on your convenience. Um, the general kind of rule of scheduling, because that's always the second question we get is, is how do I get to use my Picasso? Is per eighth ownership, you can hold six reservations at any given time and you can stay anywhere from two days to two weeks and you can book it up to two years out. So the rule then becomes, or the next question after that becomes, wait a minute, how do I make sure I get Christmas? How do I make sure I get, you know, 4th of July, et cetera? Well, we have intelligence built into our scheduling app that we built ourselves. It's called Smart Stay. And we have rules and, and intelligence built in there to make sure that every owner gets their fair share of the calendar. And so we call it kind of our sun and ski guarantee. So you typically have your, you know, eight, nine, 10 national holidays that, that are always a pretty popular time. But then each market might have peak seasons and peak times that are really important to them. So like here in Colorado, we have a bunch of Colorado homes and people, you know, want to make sure they get their fair share of the ski season, right? So what we do is we factor in all of those holidays, all of the, the peak season times. And the rule is that within your reservations, if you're holding a holiday or peak season time, you can hold one at any given time. Once you use it, you can book another one right away. So for example, let's say we have Thanksgiving coming up. I have my Picasso uh, reserved. I'm going to go stay for 10 days. After I leave out of those 10 days and 4th of July happens to be open for next year, I can grab it. Even if there was a ski season right after um, Thanksgiving that was open for a few days, I could grab that if I want to. It's just that you can only hold one at one time. Once you use it, you can get more and you can hold six reservations at any given time. This way it helps people manage the time that they're going to be in the home. And does that change based on the, the ownership percentage you have? So you have, you know, half share as opposed to, to an eighth share. Yes, exactly. So like, um, you know, for an eighth of a share, you get about six, seven weeks a year because you get your eighth of the year. If you're a quarter owner, you get twice that. If you're a half an owner, you get twice that. So it just becomes exponential to, to your share ownership. Sure. Cool. Nope. Sounds makes things very easy that way and seems to be fair. So, so kind of just uh, for the agents that are listening, you know, why, why should an agent work with Picasso? Um, so I love this question. Thank you for asking it first and foremost, um, because a lot of people think, oh, I don't really, we don't really need to work with this. It's, you know, it's shared ownership, co-ownership, you know, I'm more into primary residential real estate. Um, we work with a ton of agents and agents, um, essentially when we come and we buy a home, we buy one home and we turn it into eight, right? And so then we need buyers. We now have eight homes and we need buyers. And we know the people who have the buyers are agents. They're the ones who have the big database. They know that they have clients who maybe have thought of having a second home, maybe couldn't afford it, or maybe just want a different type of model because they're not using it all the time. And so partnering with agents is really important to Picasso because we know that, that they can they can really help us in our model and we can help them also increase their business and, and additional sales, right? And transactions. So it's a win-win. Um, the way that agents work with us is a few different ways. As I mentioned, bringing buyers is the number one way because that's the, the easiest way. When you bring a buyer to Picasso, we pay the full 3% commission to basically 
just refer the buyer to us. And what's beautiful about this is you can refer a buyer to any of our homes in any of our markets worldwide, regardless of where you live or where you're licensed, because it's a referral, right? And so they refer, refer their name, you know, email address, our sales team partners with the agent to learn a little bit more about the client. And our sales team really takes care of all of the transaction. So we can have um, anywhere from, you know, two days to a week, you could have bring a client to Picasso, they know the home they like, and you could close it that quickly and actually get paid within a week. So what we like to tell agents is don't stop what you're doing, you know, focus on your residential business, you're, you're successful at that, you understand how it how it works. This is a very, very easy add on to what you're already doing, because you know, what's better than selling a client one home, you know, selling them two or three or even four, right? right. So easy to, to introduce it to your clients, we create um, a marketing playbook and a marketing toolkit that basically gives agents everything they need to know about Picasso, email templates, texting templates, social templates to just say, hey, have you ever thought of owning a second home? And maybe maybe the answer is no. Maybe their clients are like, you know, no way, I'm not doing that. Um, it very minimum, it just gave you a reason to reconnect with your clients. And agents are always looking for that, right? right, right. Um, or maybe they're like, yeah, this would be amazing. I would love to learn more about it. And then, you know, you can move into a tr another transaction um, that is a very low lift, very quick, easy add-on to your business. Right, right. Yeah, so kind of like to piggyback off our previous conversation for agents out there, you know, if you're banging your head against the wall because you can't find that vacation rental that your client's looking for at a price point, well, maybe they can buy, you know, a, a, an eighth ownership into this beautiful vacation rental and it totally suits their needs. So just, you know, it's another tool to have in your tool belt as an, you know, a, a real estate professional that way. So, um, so just kind of going into like the, uh, how does the buying process work for someone interested in fractional ownership through Picasso. Yeah. So once we get connected with the buyer, um, we obviously figure out what homes are they interested in? Do they want to tour them in person? Do they want a virtual tour? Obviously our site has all of the, you know, the typical photos and Matterports and everything that a, a buyer could walk through. But a lot of times you, might, you need to either feel it in person, or if you can't be there in person, our salespeople will like physically walk through the house and you can ask them questions open that door for me, open those drawers. What does that corner look like? So you can get a really good feel for it. I would say though, about 30% of our buyers actually buy sight unseen. It's it's actually yeah, pretty that's interesting. Really cool. huh. What we find is that the audience and the, and the buyers we have are, I think kind of what you said earlier, they're people who've been coming to these communities for a while and they know the area, they know, you know, they just want to have something that's their own. And so they don't necessarily have to have all the, all the touch and feels. Um, but once you select the home, once you decide that, you know, the market in the home you want to be in, then we work with you um, on it. Basically, it's a it's called a membership interest purchasing agreement um, and an operating agreement. So you understand how Picasso works, how the scheduling works, how you're going to make sure that you get your fair share, um, you know, of the home. Uh, we offer financing. So um, a lot of times lenders won't have a product like this for our model. So we do financing directly through Picasso. Right. You can finance up to 70% of um, the purchase price of Picasso. And then um, I would say probably to about half of our buyers use our financing and then half of them are cash buyers. So it just depends on, you know, what works for your budget, et cetera. Um, and like I said, you can close really in as little as a week. So you could be staying, you know, in your home within a few days uh, of purchasing a Picasso, which is pretty cool because the homes are already, um, when we come and purchase them, all the inspections are done, everything is is cleared. 
Um, you don't have to do any title work or you know escrow like a typical transaction. Um, that's why it can be really, really quick and and fast, not only for the buyers, but for the agents as well. That's great. That's great. That's awesome. So once the, once someone purchases their interest from there, how is the property continued to be managed, maintained and operated uh, from there on out? Yeah. So in every one of our Picasso markets, we have home managers and they are basically, um, you know, their whole job is to make sure that that home is pristine for our owners. So they are constantly in and out of the home in between owner stays, making sure that everything is good. If there's any maintenance that needs to be done, we have maintenance managers. Um, so these are all Picasso employees and Picasso staff that maintain and take care of those homes. Um, in certain areas, we might work with local, you know, but then we have like local cleaning companies from the, you know, the, the markets that we make sure we vet. We, we know that they know our model and they understand how we expect our homes to be. We have a very, very high quality of standards for our homes. And so then that home just becomes completely managed for the owners. Um, a part of buying a Picasso, you do pay a monthly operating fee. And that monthly operating fee can vary, you know, probably anywhere from a thousand dollars a month to maybe three thousand dollars a month, depending on the amenities of the home. So, does the home have a pool? Does it have a pickleball court? Does it have tennis court? We have, you know, all homes of all types out there uh, that have a lot of different features and amenities. So, when we buy the home, whatever it, we put a basically a budget together of everything it's going to take to to operate that home: taxes, utilities turnover, cleaning, maintenance, even a reserve fund. And whatever that entire budget is of the home, we divide that by eight and pass it straight through to the owners. So they basically are paying the operation costs of, of the home. You do pay Picasso a $99 a month management fee, which is you know just a small fee for us to manage you know the home and the LLC and all the operations of it. But then you just pay whatever the operation cost is of the home. Cool. And obviously, a lot of these homes are very, very nice and don't have a lot of, you know, things coming up, say, new roof, for example. What would happen if something large like that would, would ever vote on it before it's undertaken? Yeah, so in the budget, we do have a reserve fund. But if that reserve fund wouldn't be enough to cover whatever maintenance item that you need to do, <clears throat> we do have a voting system within the owners. And the rule is, is that you have to have 80% vote to make a change to the home. And like you said, typically I, our homes are so well appointed and, and we have interior designers that are just beyond amazing. There's not a lot that people ask for, but there might be, for example, they want a golf cart for the home. Well, if 80% of the owners say, I want a golf cart, then we say, okay, here's what that expense is. We will pass it through to you. It will increase your monthly budget by X or whatever maybe a one-time cost is, and then everybody shares it. Uh, we're very transparent in our fees. And so on a quarterly basis, the owners uh, will get statements and financial statements so they can see exactly what the fees of the home are from a budget perspective and an actuals perspective. So in the instance, if things are getting more expensive and we're going to have to increase the budget, they know about it long in advance so that there's no surprises going forward. Um, so it's just it's just kind of each home is a little bit different. Each market is a little bit different. And all of the owners are very different for sure. Is there, can you give us like, a, here's a curveball. Uh, what's the craziest request you've got or you've heard of from owners? Is there anything out there that's been like, just kind of like. Yeah. You know, um, we don't get so many crazy ones so much anymore. But when we were starting the company, um, you're willing just to do about anything, right? Because you just want to get them going. You want everyone to love it. 
Well, we used to have a lot of owners that, you know, when we were still figuring out things, right? Kind of what are we willing to do? What aren't we willing to do? And so one time an owner did all of our homes down. So this is a good learning for us. All of our homes are appointed with every baby feature you need. We have cribs, we have high chairs, we have monitors, we have, you know, baby gates. We have everything you need because we did have an owner basically call and say, hey, just to let you know, I'm going to be at the house tomorrow. And I ordered um, a new crib to the home from Amazon and it needs to be built by the time we get there. If, it, if any of you have kids, you all know building a crib is never the easiest thing in the world. Well, at that time, like we didn't, I, I don't, I don't think we even had like a maintenance person. So I think it was our guy who ran our sales force instance for us. He's like, I can build a crib. And so he went over to that house that night for like five or six hours and That's built awesome. that crib. That's a great story. So it was, yeah, it was fun. Our owners are though, you know what? It really is almost a part of the special sauce of Picasso. We have such amazing, great owners. They're people that, like you said earlier, they just care about the home. Right. You know, they're vested in, they care about the community. Um, and we learn a lot from them. You know, after that, we went and made sure we outfitted the homes with all the baby stuff you ever needed. So we didn't have to do that again. <laughs> That's really cool. That's really cool. Great story. So let's uh, switch a little bit. Market insights, what's going on? Uh, which which markets or locations have you seen the most success? And, uh, and what kind of properties are most popular among buyers? Great question. Um, so like I said, we're in 40 markets in four different countries. Um, we have definitely had some markets that, well, we have some markets that are just easy, right? Um, all our Colorado markets, for example, Vail, um, Aspen, Breckenridge, easy. Like we, it's once we find a home, it's easy to sell, easy to get owners in. Um, they've just been really popular markets for us. Cabo is another really popular one. Um, Palm Springs. And the interesting thing about if you look at like Palm Springs, Cabo, and the Colorado Mountains, the prices, well, first of all, all of those homes are very, very different, right? Um, so you're like, okay, what's the, you know, what's the winning formula for, for which markets are best? Well, they're all very different and all the price points are very, very different as well. So some of our most expensive homes are in Aspen. Those might be 2.6, 2.8 million a share down to a range of probably our most affordable homes are in the Palm Springs area. And those could be anywhere from 175,000 a share, you know, 200, 300,000 a share, you know, much different than an Aspen home. But people like that Palm Springs area, right? They, they love, they want to go to Coachella and they want to have that heat and they want to have, um, you know, when it's cold somewhere, somewhere to go. And so it just really depends on that. Um, on the flip, we've had markets that have not performed well, that we were, you know, really excited about that we thought would be, you know, big winners. Um, for example, we have a couple homes in Spain. Um, that was not a good market for us necessarily. And I think that was more like, you know, everybody always says location, 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 right? Um, but when you're trying to get eight owners together, it's it's can be challenging. Like what one person wants to be on the beach is another person wants to be on the golf course. And so it's important when we're launching markets that we look that there's variety that we can get so that we can satisfy the demand of, of all the buyers coming in. Um, and then and then start to read into which ones work really well and make sure that we you know duplicate that model and we get more inventory in that point. Um, but going forward, you know, we we launched those 40 markets in about a year and a half of the company, which was a lot, a lot to do 40 markets in that short amount of time. Um, so we have just been adding more inventory to those existing markets right now. And then what you're going to see actually um, probably here in the next couple of weeks, we'll launch a new market. Um, I'll give you a, a sneak peek. It's 30A in Florida. So that 
um, has been a big demand of ours. And so we finally found good inventory there. Um, and then probably next year we'll start market expansion again. And that, you know, gets into an entire process of um, matching up all the inventory or, or lack thereof in a lot of places um, with the buyer demand that we, we are seeing. So as I go to my next question, obviously you launched what three years ago, right, right about when the market's on absolutely, absolute frenzy um, during the yep. pandemic. Have you seen this model, I guess, demand changing as the market shifting? Also, if, you know, we see um, maybe not so much on the fractional ownership side, but on the residential side in general areas that uh, got very um, influx during uh, the pandemic destination locations that now are seeing a little bit of drawback. Is that something that you see on, in your model as well? We have, we've seen a lot of that, you know, a lot of people, um, because we launched right in the, you know, the start of the pandemic, people are like, ooh. And, you know, for us, it was the exact opposite. We were actually quite fortunate to launch during the pandemic because everybody, you know, didn't want to be in their home anymore. They wanted a second home. That was the hardest thing to think of. Um, at that time, you know, inventory was easier. It was easier to find for us. And then obviously as, you know, the macroeconomic you know, factors started coming in, we started seeing the economy change, we felt that in our business as well. So buyer demand dropped. Um, we weren't seeing people, you know, weren't necessarily comfortable in getting a second home. It wasn't a have to have, you know, it's a nice to have. Um, were, you know, are they okay with the the financing rates? You know, the rates went up, so that made things harder as well. Um, but at the same time, we have a model that we were able to basically be flexible with. A lot of our homes still have rates that are below 5% on them if you want to finance, because we were able to, to handle our investments in different ways, which is exciting. Um, we're running a promotion right now, like a kind of a Black Friday promotion um, uh, for 0% financing for a bunch of homes. So we were able to kind of weather a lot of the changes of, you know, going from a pandemic to where we are today by being flexible in our model and making sure that that we are being able to, to give buyers options. Um, and then, you know, you got the inventory side. Inventory was super easy for there for a little while. Inventory is hard now. Um, you know, every market is a little bit different, but overall, I think everybody would tell you that inventory is a little bit tight and that's hard to, to find. Um, and you want to make sure you have the right home because if it doesn't perform well, you know, it sits on our books. That's not good for us. Right. Um, and it's not good for the buyers either. So it's, it's a fine, fine dance for sure. You talked about a little bit towards the beginning about the financing. That's something that definitely uh, makes you stand out. I, I don't know, I, I, we've talked about it before, there's, I don't think there's really anyone that's able to finance um, significantly on fractional ownership models. Right, so that, that's the secret, so part of your secret sauce right here. Yeah, yeah very much so, you. very much so. How do you and we also, even right now, are allowing, um, if our owners decide they want to resale, so the rule is when you come into Picasso, um, as long once the home sells out, you can resell your share whenever you want to, right? We'll help you put a CMA together. We'll help you put a price together. We'll market it back onto the MLS for you. Um, if an agent brought you to us, we will automatically pay the agent a 1% of that resale. So it's, again, it's a nice partnership as well. Um, but on top of it, we also have a lot of those loans of those previous Picasso owners are assumable loans now. Oh, so wow. you can even get them which is, yeah, which is unheard of That's right now, huge. right? Yes. I did it, not know that. Even at the lower yeah. rates. At the lower rates. Yep. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. selling point. So just for everyone to understand that is that when, when you can take, you, you take over the previous owner's loan, essentially. Exactly. Yep. Uh, which is, yeah. 
yeah. a big benefit. That is. Are that there is. certain financial institutions or banks that you have partnered with to make this work? We do. We have a few different facilities in the background that we work with to to do this. And that's what basically gives us our flexibility and able to, to price things the way we need to. Um, every market might be a little bit different. Every home might be even be a little bit different. Um, in general, our loans typically go about two to eight years, um, interest only loans, and the rates can fluctuate. You know, obviously, if you can assume uh, a rate from the previous owner, that's amazing. But, you know, the rates could fluctuate anywhere from, you know, the five to even the 8% normal that we see today. So, um, but lots of flexibility and options in there for sure. That's really cool. That's really good to know. That's, that's a huge selling point that way. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so what kind of feedback have you received from your clientele over the last couple of years? I mean, you're, you're obviously growing. It seems like things are, are, are working really well for you guys. It is. Yeah, we have a little over about 1500 owners worldwide right now. So you get a lot of feedback, as you can imagine. Um, And I would say, again, though, that our owners are secret sauce. We've always said, you know, when you build a company and and you're starting up and you're modeling everything, you try a lot of things, some things work, some don't. And, you know, you have to kind of figure it out. And we've always said, um, as long as our owners are good, that's that's a key for us. You know, it's when you start getting some owners in who are not good citizens, good humans, um, that's going to become a problem. So we've been really lucky for that. They are not only great humans, they, um, they're so supportive of us and our model, you know, obviously they refer their friends. Uh And so we get more, more clients, which is always wonderful. We love when, when our owners refer people. Um, but they, they just share, they share their stories, which is really, really cool. And, um, you know, a lot of them are, are kind of empty nesters who this gives them the opportunity to bring their families back together and bring friends and family and, you know, sure. who loves, you know, everybody loves to go stay at a nice beach home somewhere, right? Anybody would love to, to jump on that. So the stories are just so, so very cool. Um, one lady just recently bought um, because she lost her sister and, and you're like, that's sad. And she's like, you know what? You only live once. Like we should have done this sooner. We should have done it, you know, experience life when we can. And so that's what we really enjoy is listening. We have, our company is about 130 people. And every week we get on a weekly call, a company-wide weekly call, and we have just different topics we review. But about every two or three, four weeks, we'll bring some of our owners into the call and they'll just share, you know, here's our experience, here's our home, here's how we use it, here's what we like. They'll give us feedback. Hey, have you ever thought of doing this? Um, And that's how we continue to grow. So uh, the feedback and and the, the partnerships and relationships with our owners are key. That's really great. I would assume that you probably have some owners that that own multiple uh, uh, Picasso properties. I would think that like, I mean, hey, if you enjoy it in this location, why not? And, and you're building equity and things of that nature. Uh, I, I would, am I wrong to assume that or, or do you have clients? That- no, you are not, you are not wrong. Um, like I said, when we first started the company, the whole goal was to make second home ownership more affordable. And, mm-hmm. and for majority of our owners, I think that's the case. What we've started to learn, though, when we launched launched all through California, where um, our owner lives in Napa, and so that's a you know is an easy place for us to start. But what we started to learn, especially when we started to go over to the East Coast, like Miami and South Florida and um, Fort Lauderdale, etc., we started to to get a lot of owners who could afford the entire eight nine million dollar home, right. but they knew that they didn't want that. They weren't going to be there all the time, um, and maybe not a good use of their money. And so they did, they started buying multiple Picassos. So we have several owners that have like one in Miami, one in Aspen, one in Malibu. 
Um, and then we also start to have repeat buyers. So we have people who might only own an eighth and they wait for somebody to resell a share. So the rule is, is that when you do resell a share, the existing owners get five days first right of refusal. Oh, cool. um, and I would say, you know, half the time our existing owners gobble that up because they're like, oh, we want we want a quarter now, now so we can have more time in the home. And so um, or we might even have a couple of folks that we've seen that have a quarter ownership and they're like they sell off an eighth of it and then they take that eighth and go stick it into a different Picasso. So they just have two different ones. Sure. Um, so it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, it's that's fun to watch. That yeah, that that would make sense. That would make sense if you have a good experience. It's a good model. Why not you know uh, uh, go after another area that that you like to go vacation in that way? So yeah, that yep. makes total sense. Um, is there anything that does Picasso have anything coming down the road? Any new innovations? Any new offerings that way? What's what's going on with Picasso that way? Yeah, what you're going to see from Picasso is the whole. Um, demand that we have gotten from buyers is they want more markets. They always want more places. Um, I just had a gentleman the other day. He's like, what do you mean you're not in the Poconos? I want to be in the Poconos. Why are you there? I'm like, we will get there. I promise. I don't know when, but we'll get there. Um, so they want more places and they want more price points. Even in our existing markets, they want more price points. So more options up and down. Um, and then in these new markets, they want more price points as, as well. So that's really what we have been working on. Um, you know, our goal is not to have hundreds of homes. Our goal is to have thousands and thousands of homes worldwide. And so we are going to scale that to where we can get more markets and more price points faster. And I think you'll probably see that a little sooner than later. Very cool. Very cool. If, if agents or uh, buyers want to learn more about this, what's the best way for them to find out? I know Typically, they're on MLS, so agents can access them. But what are some other ways or the best way if, if people want to either get in touch or learn more? Yes. So for buyers, we love you know to come to Picasso.com. We have all of our homes on there, whether they're um, a new listing or even a resale. We put all of the homes on there as well. You can learn, obviously, everything you need to know about Picasso. Um, really dig in, you know, buying a home is not a, a small purchase. So people really want to have a lot of detail and information. So that's a number one place to go. Agents, you're absolutely correct. We do list all of our homes in the MLS, so you can find them there. But we also encourage agents to go to Picasso.com too, because our homes are theirs to sell. Any of our homes are theirs to sell. They can come, they can take photos from our site. They can take videos from our site. They can put them out into social media if they would like to and say, hey, have you ever thought of a second home to generate some buzz? Um, you know, not only do we give them the tools to, to market to their existing clients, we also give them the tools to, to generate leads as well. We have a unique lead uh, generated code on there for every agent who signs up with us that they can use that anybody goes through that code into Picasso.com, then that buyer is linked to that agent. And so it becomes a good lead generator for them. And, you know, we encourage them to market the homes just like they were selling them themselves. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, that's great. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that, that you would like people to know about Picasso? You know, I would just say um, you kind of hit on this a little bit in, in the market insights and, and so forth. I think a lot of people, first of all, what we're doing is not new right? Every, you know, people have been getting together with friends and family and say, hey, let's buy a house together. This will be so fun. That can get pretty complicated and messy sometimes when you don't agree on how to use the home. Somebody wants to sell, you don't want them to, et cetera. So we've modernized that, right? 
But I think what happens is people hear this and that they're, they're like, oh, this is a new concept. Well, it's not new, but we have just modernized it and scaled it. And so much to the fact that it's really not a trend. It's going to become almost like a new way of doing things. When you see like, especially with the millennial buyers and that generation, you know, we actually, you could have somebody who could quote unquote own a second home before they own a primary home, right? right. Because of this co-ownership model. And really it's a way of things, you know, we're kind of in the sharing economy. People share bikes, they share cars, they share scooters. Um, this is, you know, homes are no different. And so really it's going to become, I think, a very um, popular way to have ownership. It gives you new new ways of home ownership. Everybody dreams of home ownership. Um, and it will become, you know, more normal than than not, I think, in the future. Yep, no, we completely agree with you. Uh, that's why we've always been kind of fans of fractional ownership and seeing where things are going that way. And and uh, uh, it's great to have Picasso kind of like heading heading the charge that way. And 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 uh, we hope that you continue to grow that way. I think it's a it's a viable model. And I, I hope people kind of look at it again and really get their heads around what it's about that way. So if you haven't heard about yeah. fractional ownership, it's it's a it's a viable way of owning real estate that way. So well, Marnie, thank you so much. Uh, this has been such an informative and great podcast. Uh, we really uh, appreciate having you on and, and maybe we can have you on in like a year or so and like uh, talk about the new markets that you guys are in. So I would love that. Thank you guys so much. The support is wonderful and, and we really appreciate it. Sure, sure. Until next time. Thank you. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.